0: Uh, Yeah, so, like, we're only the third owners here, which is nice, Um, but then we also found out that her grandfather did pass away in the house.
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: In your bedroom. Right, yeah, I, I don't know if we got that level of detail or not, but, yeah, I mean, that has all the makings of, you know, some kind of, like, Babadook story or something. Yeah, bring, bring your equipment. You might hear the wind blow, and, and <laughs> then you can go on camera and say how you're r- really happy with the results, and, and this was a good experience. That, just...
2: That's when you need to have, like, a hidden closet that you get me and Brian to hide in after <laughs> eating a lot of Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> what? And just have us uh, uh... fart
2: all day long while he's trying to record. <laughs> Although, we may need separate closets so we're not hotboxing each other on that, <laughs> but it's still... It would be funny to see, like, oh, there's a ghost farting in the walls.
1: <laughs> Until they walk elephant. over
0: there and they realize something really does smell like ass. Oh, wait, it is someone's ass. <laughs> so I have two thoughts on that. <laughs> a, Let's I do love it. how your your end goal is just to kind of mess with somebody from an audio perspective who thinks they're trying to hunt ghosts. And your first go-to yeah. scheme is horrible flatulence in a small space cohabitated <laughs> by two people. Okay, it was more just an
2: excuse to eat some Taco Bell, okay? <laughs> it was I an excuse for some Taco Bell and I'm in, but...
0: You sure it's not an excuse <laughs> just to get me in a closet with you? <laughs> and fart a lot. Well... <laughs> That, that's that's. I
2: am, the, I am into Japanese yeah. fart porn, so. That's that
0: cool. is, oh, oh See, now you're giving Ian a run for I was his money. Say,
2: no, yeah, he, <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna. I I take it back. That, Ian, that is I, a direct
0: solicitation. Sure. Mike is looking for uh, sources. He needs some referrals. I know you can probably hook him up.
1: Mike, you can't take it back once it's recorded. Nope. This is that's true. Is it is. It's recorded.
2: It's it's forever part of the digital world.
0: Exists. <laughs>
1: Welcome to another episode of as Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labek. Joining me for this episode is Mike Bradley.
2: All right, all right, see, now, now he's fucking with me on purpose because <laughs> i used to being last. I mentioned this last <laughs> time. So, he catches me off guard, uh, and I'm not as... Okay. A- and Josh Zorich.
0: Yeah, there you go. Hey, <laughs> finish it for me. <laughs> I, I figured as as long as you've been talking about him putting you last, you would have had like a litany... <laughs> Like, you'd have enough time to put a laundry list of responses together just to be waiting.
2: No, I'm not that practiced. I don't, you
0: know. (laughs) You'd think you'd have a laundry
1: list of stuff to say when I put them last, too, but I don't get a lot of that (laughs) (laughs) much, either. (laughs) One of these days, Mike, we'll catch you on a good day. (laughs) I mean,
2: all I can do to intro myself is just plug the the sweet and savory couple and that everybody (laughs) should go and, you know, listen to it and... Well, not listen to it, but check it out. You know, it's on Facebook and WordPress and all that fun shit. But honestly, I don't think people are going to it from this podcast it', it It's not really an intersection, so I you know I just kind of shrug now, and, how, you know. however,
0: if you want to listen to it and if you give me a dollar, I will record myself reading the recipes <laughs> and the instructions. Uh, he he means you, Mike, the listeners. Like the, yes, the, yeah, the, the yeah, listeners. The, you have the, to pay Josh a dollar to read our the recipes. If you want to do that, yeah, I will give you an audio step by step per per recipe. If that is something anyone is interested in,
1: Josh, I kind of want to give you a dollar just to have you read it in your British accent.
2: <laughs> Accents <laughs> are a dollar like fifty. E- Calm down. Put that
1: like as an Easter. E- right? I, oh, see, I there you put... go.
0: We should we, we should see it come up. I don't know how you do it. It's not not like Patreon or or, or a Kickstarter. <laughs> if there's some some kind of analogous like bidding we can have you site, do it on twitch that you could do it yeah whatever it is and then um yeah we could do it as like a, a an easter egg at the end of an episode or something hey I will pay the extra
1: 50 cents for that accent
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board for that Mike you one, can pick us one. a pick us a good recipe for Josh to, to read we could do one that way do one as Korg <laughs> oh.
2: can you do Barry White 'Cause I'd love to hear you talk about thick, succulent meat as Barry White.
0: <laughs> I don't I do even think I could fake getting my voice that low. <laughs> not to say that's not a good idea, but yeah, I don't think I could uh I could fake it that badly.
1: Like, I feel like your voice is the deepest to go to Barry White. So yeah. I think that
0: one's on you. Interesting.
2: You've that came to- back on me. I don't know what happened though.
1: You've set the bar. <laughs> Gotta be sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we uh, we recorded last week after being back for a little while. We did the Comic-Con stuff last week, and of course, as even I mentioned then, we tried to keep it somewhat reined in. We obviously went over the time we, we sort of figured, so I'm hoping this one will be a little bit more reined in, but every time I say that, we never strict stick to the time frame that I hope, so I'm sure this will end up being longer, too. Um, if you've listened last week, I think even during the course of our discussion, we sort of mentioned a few people that hit Josh's ongoing between two worlds list. Uh, So we've done a few of those from time to time. We're going to give Josh some time to dive into that on this episode. Uh, So that's probably where we're going to end up. But before we get into that one, we sort of wanted to talk about something that's been making headlines for a while. It happened right before Comic-Con. It was something that I kind of wanted to cover in our Comic-Con episode last week, but since we already jam-packed and went over, I figured it wasn't going to fit. So we we sort of sidelined it till now. Uh, so we're talking about all the that stuff that's been surrounding James Gunn in the past, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks? I don't know how, how long it's been going on now. Um, but if you haven't heard, James Gunn, writer and director of the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, was fired by Disney due to offensive tweets that he made prior to his employment with Disney. So it. I just remember seeing headlines all of a sudden that just, right, it was right before Comic-Con. I remember because he was gearing up to go to Comic-Con. And then all the headlines just started hitting social media about, James Gunn just being let go. It seemed like a very abruptly. It kind of caught me off guard. Um, I have a couple statements. One from Alan Horn, the Walt Disney Studios chairman, said that the offensive attitudes and statements discovered on James's Twitter feed are indefensible and inconsistent with our studio's values. We have severed our business relationship with him. Uh, I'm not going to mention any of the tweets. You can find them if you want to search for them. The tweets themselves are very terrible, tasteless, uncalled for, and, and you know they're they're not good. And Gunn has apologized for those remarks back then. He apologized again when all this came to light, I guess, the second time. Uh, So I do have his statement that he made out on Twitter shortly before he basically deactivated his account and went away. Um, Gunn had said, following all these things, Many people who have followed my career know when I started, I viewed myself as a provocateur, making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. As I have discussed publicly many times, as I've developed as a person... So has my work and my humor. It's not to say that I'm better, but I'm very, very different than I was a few years ago. Today, I try to root my work in love and connection and less in anger. My days saying something just because it's shocking and trying to get a reaction are over. In the past, I've apologized for humor of mine that hurt people. I truly felt sorry and meant every word of my apologies. For the record, when I made those shocking jokes, I wasn't living them out. I know this is a weird statement to make and seems obvious, but still, here I am saying it. Anyway, that's a complete and honest truth. I used to make a lot of offensive jokes. I don't anymore. I don't blame my past self for this, but I like myself more, and I feel like a more full human being and creator today. Love to you all. Um, Disney became aware of the tweets thanks to, basically, Fox News and some other right-wingers in the political game, who, after digging through Gun's old tweets and presenting their findings, urged people to contact Disney and force their hand. And, well, mission accomplished. Uh, I don't Really want to turn the conversation into political discussion, but Gunn has been very outspoken on his distaste for Trump, and all evidence points to this being a specific attack against him because of that fact. Uh, since the firing, there have been many people that came to Gunn's defense. Dave Batista has been very vocal about how he feels on the matter. More recently, there's been a letter signed by the entire Guardians cast advocating for Gunn to be reinstated to work on Guardians 3. There's an online petition floating around to get James Gunn hired, which as of this recording, I actually didn't look to see what that petition is up to, but it was in the hundreds of thousands, I think, last I heard. Um, There's a few other details to get to, but before we get into that, just I want to get your guys' general impressions. Do you think Disney did the right thing here?
2: Um, I, I think you—I've stated this to you before, but for the listeners, I'll say the same thing I've always said um there's two major points to me about this and one is that if you're disney they honestly should have vetted that out beforehand and 100
0: agree uh, you especially know, in this day and age when everything is so accessible oh yeah Yeah,
2: and it's not like this was ages ago you know in the 90s or some shit it, it this was not that long ago when these tweets was were made
1: like eight to ten years yeah somewhere yeah. in that time frame
2: But short enough time ago that, and he had to apologize for it then, that it should have been known to Disney ahead of time. Right. That being said, they should never have hired him in the first place because they are Disney. They should have known about it and not hired him. As much as I love the Guardians movies, they are my favorite Marvel movies, I love what he does with them. If you're going to be Disney... You can't have someone that made jokes about pedophilia making movies for you, even or, if it's in passing.
0: Or I I, I, I I, take their hiring of him anyway as complicit consent that they accept his past regrets and move forward perhaps they're not they're not they're not co-signing what he the bad things he said but they are acknowledging they exist and that he addressed them they are accepting that apology and they would therefore then stand behind him or defend their position in continuing not even continuing to employ him but in, in, in deciding to employ him in the first place and i and here's the point where i agree
2: with what you're saying if it was any company but Disney, I don't, I think for Disney to remain to be Disney, to have the aura that Disney is supposed to have for children and everything like that, they have to remain as squeaky clean as possible. Um, and I, I think honestly, if Disney was going to teach children something about forgiveness, it would be a good chance to teach them this lesson with James Gunn now. In a situation where forgiveness for past transgressions is something that everybody should learn, and in this scenario, I think it's selfish of me in a way because of how much I love what he has done with the movies, but I I would accept it. It, it, it honestly, the jokes don't really bother me in any way to begin with. I yeah, they're they were in poor taste and everything, but. I accept bad comedy is bad comedy. And that's what he was attempting there. It was awful, terrible comedy. But, you know, if he had said the same thing during a stand-up routine instead of on Twitter, nobody would be saying anything about it because it's a stand-up routine. Who cares?
1: Right, right.
2: But point. it's on Twitter, and there's no comic timing or delivery or anything. Mm-hmm. It w- it's not just a bad joke. It's a bad joke that's forever ingrained in the society on twitter
0: yeah now, brian can i ask and maybe you you weren't meaning to go a, a certain way but uh, in the way that you phrased the question did did disney do the right thing i mean obviously you're leaving it open-ended for or for our opinions but in what in what if you had any in what sense did you mean the words like the right thing from just a business standpoint from an ethical standpoint like uh, was it was there a, a certain angle you were uh trying to get us to think of it from or just any that we we took it
1: yeah i i think i tried to leave it as open as i could just whatever comes to mind what i guess what you would consider the right thing to do in in your opinion what is the right move for disney
0: uh, yeah then then i would say i i i agree that mike's rationale from a business standpoint about their decision would be the quote right thing to do for some of the reasons i've already stated as well as some of the points that mike already articulated i think they made the easy decision yeah um in 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 the uh you know uh, harry potter geek that i am you know a perfect dumbledore quote comes to mind you know we must the time has come that we must all make the decision between what is easy and what is right and in this case i think disney could have faced the public and been a company to make a an articulate statement and 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 let's let's put it this way how how well did the boycott of pepsi work in 1980 whatever because Madonna appears in a video with a black Jesus. (laughs) How well, like Disney Disney could pretty much like be their own state if they wanted to. Yeah. From a business standpoint, I don't think they really would have suffered all that much. I don't think this one singular point about their business would have been on so many evangelicals radar that it actually would have i'm sorry guard is the galaxy three was not going to make five dollars less in the end if they decided to keep him on and defend that not again not defend the position right but but to tie in a point that mike made the, the the point about redemption i i think this is at a time where obviously it is extremely easy for somebody to, uh, I would not maybe not beg forgiveness, but it's it's could it be very easy in, in the in the last year for someone to say, okay, fine, I am outed, you caught me, etc. I'm sorry, yes, but that's not what happened here. What happened was somebody was caught years ago, and offered a thoughtful response then yeah and then those same words and those same actions were brought to light again and the only problem this time was that they were more public yeah mm-hmm. and that was was it and yes were they they were they were I uh, many of the things that we just went through in the entertainment industry uh from a sexual standpoint from a gender standpoint from from a justice standpoint have been exceedingly positive but with any with any sea change there are always uh collateral damage and and I think James Gunn and in my opinion I think perhaps someone like Louis C.K. is going to be collateral damage. Now, granted, I I will say Louis' story was that he was one of those people who got caught afterward and then was, like, for the first time left to face the public, and he has all but disappeared as well, and I get that. I come at it somewhat from Mike's standpoint where you shouldn't give people passes on these things just because you tend to like the art they produce. Right or or whatever it is that they are involved with, but if the point is is the point of something like all of this simply to punish, or, as he said, teach redemption, have somebody admit that they're wrong, have somebody change. If it's only to demonize and only to vilify, then. People should, to some degree, yes, have consequences of their actions. And that's the part where I think, like, if, if, if you look into Louis C.K.'s case, in my personal opinion, the response he issued was very similar in tone to James Gunn's. In that okay. he acknowledged 100%, he never denied what he was accused of. Right. He faced up to it and he said, I'm an effing asshole. And, like, not in an ironic, like, does this get me off your back now, does this get you off my back now way. Right. I feel if you've watched his comedy, his show, you get a sense of the way he thinks, the way he writes, the way he expresses. And his words came across, his response came across as very genuine. But he hasn't faced the music yet. So right now, I don't know what his career is going to be for the next five to ten years or or ever again but right now he's facing the music i feel james gunn faced the music seven eight nine years ago when it happened the first time yeah. he was already put on trial he was forced to confront it and he didn't necessarily hey. back down He 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 fessed up and he and he seemed to acknowledge the lesson that he needed to learn so the the consequences side so to speak has already been encountered it's already happened but it hasn't happened to the way that satisfies the public anymore the public wants to see tangible degradation to somebody who is already in the public light if this had been another Hollywood case of inappropriate behavior, and Hollywood was sort of taking it, um, sort of carrying out their consequences, much like Kevin Spacey, th- it was sort of self-policed. Once it once this was all brought to light in the last year, a lot of this yeah. has been happening, right? Yeah, yeah. But in this case, it's not just a Hollywood matter. It wasn't that somebody assaulted somebody or touched someone inappropriately or, or did this. It was politically motivated in the most toxic social public environment that even my grandparents tell me they've ever perceived. Yeah. So all of that combined, um, it got amplified through many bigger channels and carried out by people in a way that just 100 their 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 goal was damage their goal was not just to make him look foolish because they didn't like the things he said that they did that he that they disagreed with on a current topic their goal was exactly what disney did that was their end game. That is all they wanted. They did not want to shame somebody. They did not want to embarrass somebody. They wanted somebody's well, livelihood to be crushed.
2: So what I think this all boils down to at this point, for tangible results at this point, is as forthcoming and honest as his apology sounds... This is going to come down to whether Disney believes him, and whether Disney believes it can deflect any flack that comes their way afterwards if they rehire him.
1: Yeah, we'll get um, to, why don't we get to save the rehiring stuff in, for a little I, bit? Okay. Well, can, so, I,
0: can I say I I think it's more like one hundred percent the second of what you said. I don't think whether what I think that whether they. I think it's immaterial whether they believe him or not. Well, I, well from...
2: I, I think in a business stance here, you have to... Business stance, moral stance, ethical stance, all of it, they have to ask themselves if they believe him. Because if they accept him back, and they don't believe... Without believing him, or if they accept him back with believing him, whatever the case is, if you don't believe him, that he's... His apology, any of that, that's accepting that you believe that he might make a joke like this again. And if you hire him back and he does it again, after the fact, one, he's a fucking moron if he would do that. Um, That (laughs) would just be the dumbest thing ever. But it also would be, like, really, really, really bad. To say, we hired a guy who made jokes about this back, and he did it again, and now the kids are hearing it directly while this movie's in theaters. Um... And the other thing about the whole damn thing that I would say is if Disney had just ignored it and put up the wall and blocked it out and said he's already dealt with this, not not even said it to the public, just internally said he's already dealt with this, we're fine with it, and just not even acknowledged it, it would have went away.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think... A few days th- that's and it a would good have been point. gone. There's, there's yeah. a point to be made about the, the impact of public opinion, you know, the court of public opinion. Right. And once that gets known and out there, that's the hardest thing to get rid of. And... Disney, I feel like – we I think we even talked about this with – like when we talked about the Star Wars standalone movies. It seems like Disney has this knee-jerk reaction to public opinion. That as soon as the internet says something, even if it's a vocal minority, that vocal part is enough for Disney to react. Mm -hmm. So people's opinions of Star Wars movies and how the internet, quote-unquote, is feeling about these movies, it seems from what we're gathering just based on sources and articles that you can read – that Disney is possibly reacting to that opinion to change plans for upcoming Star Wars movies and how they are moving forward. And it seems like they did the same thing here, that the internet, we don't know. I feel like, again, it's a vocal minority. Whoever just speaks the loudest, even if they're a small group, is, are the ones that Disney is hearing, and they are the ones that Disney is reacting to. Like Josh said, if they had just released the movie and kept him on here, the movie probably would have came out, still made a shit ton, and not really seen too much of a drop-off.
0: So and I don't know. Three, it's two years away from being released. How strong could the people who don't like him because of his political p- opinions? How strongly could they have kept that up? Yeah, most people for forget two about two years that long.
1: Well,
2: and the other thing I'll say on the on what you were saying, Brian, is you got to at this point. I really feel like you're seeing a transition in who's running these companies from. Previously, it was a bunch of old, old people that when the internet had an opinion, they said, ah, fuck the internet. Who cares? They didn't even want to hear what the internet had to say. To people more our parents' age are in charge of these companies now. And while they saw the rise of the internet, they don't quite understand it. And so they're more reactionary to the content that is provided by comment sections and... Blog posts and shit like that—they're more reactionary to that than they ought to be.
1: I'm sure they're getting information from underlings from them, just basically saying, "Have you seen this? What are you gonna do?" And now they're like, "Well, I guess I got to do something."
2: Right, and they're overreacting to comment sections, and that is like rule number one of the internet: is don't feed the trolls. And I feel like some of these companies are feeding the trolls because when yeah, you you think behavior like this is gonna stop. Not when you fire somebody for it.
1: Right. If they get results like this on this big of a scale by doing what they're doing, this just is going to breed more of that in the future. Yes. This is a successful attack against somebody that's going to continue to happen. And, and Anybody that's reading...
2: ever made a dirty joke should not apply to Disney.
1: And that's the other thing, too. Is like I've seen comedians get the same type of shit from people trying to attack them the same way, hey. but because they're comedians, they get away with it.
2: Well, and a comedian should. If you're making a joke, it's a joke. Whether it's a bad joke, a good joke, it doesn't matter. It's not like he said to go and s- that he was doing these things. He was making right, a and joke was about these in things. His,
1: yeah, that was in his apology. Yeah. It, it, but I guess the other sort of difference fine line, too, is the difference is these comedians that are getting attacked like this and, and saying those same types of jokes, I guess, probably aren't employed by Disney. So well, that might be the difference there.
2: They're not employed by Disney, but he wasn't employed by Disney when he said this. Right. You gotta understand, if he had said this last week, uh, or, you know, a week before it came out and he got fired, he posted something like this, I'd be 100% against him ever coming back. Yeah. Because you work, you, like, you know when you said this that you work for Disney actively at the time. Right. You can't say shit like that. But when you're not working for Disney, I mean... Does, it, does this it keeps... mean Leo DiCaprio can't ever be in a Disney movie because of roles he's had before?
1: Because Well, yeah, I think that's the other thing that I think this sets a precedent for is like, you know, more to your point that you guys are saying that he said this stuff before he was employed by Disney and yet they dug up his past stuff and they uses that as ammo to fire him. So it seems like anybody that could be employed by Disney that has somehow had a troubled past at some point could be on the chopping block.
2: Except for but Robert Downey time, Jr.
1: I was going to say, someone like Robert Downey Jr., who kick-started this whole thing, who, you know, went through all the drug abuse. Has probably and... the
2: most checkered past of anybody that's ever worked for Disney.
1: Right. <laughs> Agreed. And yet, if Robert Downey Jr. can come in, then, I mean, Favreau fought for that casting, too. So that was, a, that was a, of course, Marvel wasn't owned by Disney then, so that might have got grandfathered in sort of that way, but still. If Disney wanted to, you figure they could dig out something from Robert Downey Jr.'s past and put that as grounds to fire him. But Samuel L. Jackson, Robert Downey, (laughs) I mean, you just keep going down. There's tons of you could, yeah. I'm sure you could dig something up on everybody. I'm just saying, look at his past
2: performances. That's all. Like,
1: (laughs) but um, RDJ, you know, he was to James's James's Gun's point about changing as a person. RDJ has changed as a person. I feel like from when they. His turnaround after rehab and all that stuff to being an Iron Man and then the person he is now today, 10 years later or whatever, I think you can see a dramatic change in him. And if James Gunn, anything that I I mean, I was following him on social media before all this stuff went down and I had not seen any of these types of tweets before. If I did, maybe they didn't stick with me then. Um, But I I basically, I think, started following him once he started working on Guardians because he would post all kinds of behind the scenes stuff and cool little tidbits about the making of the movies and stuff like that. So all that stuff was fun to see. And maybe it's just like the outside looking in, but I feel like you sort of get a sense of a person just from their social media posts. So I didn't get the impression that he was ever a bad person from what he posted. And I feel like that could, I don't know, justify or prove maybe the change of, of personality or type of person. He became working on those movies and grown as a person. So, if, you know, they set the standard, if they let Robert Downey Jr. be employed and sort of acknowledge that he changed as a person, why did they not let that happen with James Gunn? Right.
0: I agree. It, uh, it, it, it feels like, and, and the stronger thing that comes back to me about it is again, it's not the first time he's had to deal with it. Like mm-hmm. it feels like double jeopardy, mm-hmm. even yeah, like right. in, yeah, in yeah. the court, in the court of public opinion, it's double jeopardy. It's you know so, some group at 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 the mall confronts you about something, and you have to talk to twenty people, and by the end, you know you 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 confess to it and, and you acknowledge that it was you know stupid or, or or you you express that you now feel differently about it. Yeah, and you see their point of view and you don't really defend that anymore. And then those people go away and 20 minutes later, another group of 20 people come up with the same information and say, well, now we're going to crucify you again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that, that's what's happening. And that, that's what I see as like one of the small differences between his situation and what, you know, some of those other examples cool. would be to just like, Oh, well let, let's exploit Robert Downey Jr.'s, um, you know, drug passed because we don't like him and we want to affect him in this way. I mean, number one, he has faced consequences for that enormously. Yeah. But, you know, let's... But but that's the thing. It, it's... Even in the court of public opinion, it seems like, yeah, James Gunn already faced it, so what if he wasn't as well known at the time he did? Right. Right. It was already brought Ooh. before him. Like, it's, it's not... Like, th- think of... I... I... I I think uh, a, a, a good a good metaphor is not coming to mind or a comparison, <laughs> but it, it just I, I they the the bottom line is Disney Disney buckled because in this time of transition that's what a company is supposed to do. Yeah. That's what they feel a company is supposed to do. Um who is it? Um Matt Damon got eliminated, got completely written out. And I think they reshot stuff for Oceans 8 because of comments that he made when asked about issues or questions related to Time's Up and Me Too. And what he said was not, it was maybe in artful but it was in no way degrading the idea of those things or the movement. But the movie studio's response was any little bitty nip of negative publicity around, you know, the this sphere of five or six issues, one hundred percent everything's gone. You and know, yet, yet, you
2: talk, two movies. You talk out. about it,
0: you're out of the movie. You talk about it, you don't come to the press release. You talk about it, you don't come to the red carpet. You talk about it, you're not on the award show. You talk about it. You know, you say this, you're you're written out, you're fired, you're this, you're that, and especially in the entertainment world, that's how they've gone. Now, Whoa. that's the big difference. Is it people like, yes, people like Louis C.K. needed to have consequences. People like Kevin Spacey needed to have big consequences. Harvey Weinstein, yes, should be in jail. Like, yes, those people should. But just, from, just be. If it, it feels like everybody is, everybody is very gung-ho at having negative, drastic consequences applied to somebody who can't otherwise face something in a court. If you can't be charged with something legally, how else can we affect you? And that's how they're affecting people.
2: I think a good example of what you were mentioning before and how a company can choose to ignore something and it not affect them is T.J. Miller. Yes. Um, T.J. Miller, two blockbuster movies already this year. After these allegations came out, no edits, no reshoots, no pushbacks, nothing changed about these movies because of the allegations on T.J. Miller. And neither one of them suffered one bit at the box office because of it. Right. Um, And if you don't know, I'm talking about Deadpool two and Ready Player One. Um, Mm -hmm. For listeners, if you're not aware, um,
1: he was also kind of like minor role in those movies though too. He's not the star of those movies. Like I'm actually curious to see what happens with Johnny Depp being front and center for Harry Potter. I don't. I don't see it's Harry Potter. Nothing's
2: going to. Nothing at all is going to change.
1: Because that's another one that I feel like got very vocal on the internet about him being in stuff, especially the way Com- like he made a surprise appearance at Comic Con. No one was talking about, oh my God, it's Johnny Depp on stage it's Comic Con. They're talking about how close he was on stage to his ex wife.
0: Yeah, yeah, w- which which he wasn't. Like f- like they weren't even on stage at the same time. Like that 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 that's my thing is also the the points that are being made are so irrespective of the real core of, of, of the situation mm. so the situation is Johnny Depp has a a, 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 a I'd say history per se because it's not like it, it, it doesn't sound like he has like a long history of it but there is a reputation that he has about how he treated his now ex-wife Amber Heard mm-hmm. yes so she's in the physical same building at an industry mega event as he is because they both have professional projects that they're part of promoting. And I think maybe one session was like one right after the other, or it was very close in time.
1: They were about 45 minutes, I think, to an hour apart, from what I understand.
0: Okay, fair enough. But the way that people talk about it, like, okay, so is there what it, it didn't even seem like they were saying like well why was he even there in the first place and and shame on Warner Brothers for doing that but like okay so Warner Brothers makes both movies so would it have been better if they came in and like bleached her seat <laughs> before he came in like what what is the point they're making yeah like oh he was there close to when she was it's a, the yes. internet so what, what they do
2: is point things out even if it's, it's even not... if there's not a point to pointing it out
0: that was the thing like stick on point if you have a criticism about it make articulate your idea better yeah
2: <laughs> it's not
0: it's, it's not like warner brothers put her in the position of saying you know what we need to do promotion for these for, for our properties and it just so happens you're going to be on the same panel with johnny you're yeah. going to be at the same table Deal at the same time it. and we're going to we're going to make you sit the, nobody put her as as the the purported victim in all of this, and and from all accounts I can tell, she was. That's I you know I'm not arguing that point. It's that how was she further victimized by this? It doesn't sound like she was put like in an uncomfortable position by her employer.
2: I think if she was, she anybody. would have you know what refused.
0: I mean? Probably, like she and and if she, I hate to say, like she had she would have had a choice to make at that point. If she felt so, and, and and is it hard to be in a tentpole movie like this when you're that in this industry and that a, a professional and okay, fine, I'll just suck it up, even though I really wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, maybe she still would have, but again, it's it's the 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 things that people try to say, like even and and especially in a case like that we're really talking about with James Gunn, what they're really upset about doesn't seem to have any correlation to what they would expect the, the the quote punishment to be or the consequence to be mm-hmm. or really like who did what bad here like who has been harmed yeah I agree And and who has been harmed by someone who has not again already faced consequences but they are out for their pound of flesh and Disney handed it over And that was the thing, I think, whichever of you said it a couple of minutes ago, that is the worrisome part now, is what are they going to demand from a company that showed it had very thin skin in this case? Yeah. Um, I do want to kind of move us along, because there's a little bit more details to
1: go through, and then some more questions I have for you guys. Go ahead. Um, A little bit to complicate things, I guess, moving forward, is the fact that James Gunn had actually finished writing the script for Guardians 3. Um, Earlier this week, earlier in the week, I had read that Disney was trying to stick by their statement. Severing ties with Gunn meant they were going to throw away the script. Uh, Dave Bautista said on Twitter that he's only going to star in Guardians 3 to uphold his contract. He also added that if Disney doesn't use Gunn's script, he would be trying to opt out of his contract and not try to be in the movie. As of today, probably a couple hours ago before we started this, a Hollywood reporter is saying that negotiations between Disney and Gunn are still ongoing. And since the tweets were made before he was employed there, Gunn never actually violated his contract with Disney, which entitles him to some compensation, somewhere in the range between 7 and $10 million. Okay. Um, and not only that, but now sources are saying Disney actually might use Gunn's script. And Duh. the article even goes so far to say that Disney may be looking to have Gunn produce or direct another Marvel property. So that what? begs the question to me. If Disney allows Gunn to develop or direct another Marvel property, why wouldn't they just give him back Guardians Three?
2: Maybe they're going to give him why... Deadpool when it comes under their why? umbrella.
0: <laughs> yeah, why? Why? And, and from his standpoint, I mean, if if I'm him, and that was their play, and that saying, fuck you and walk yeah, out the door. That that's the th- I hate to say, it, like I think he would have every point of the high ground at that moment to be and able that's the thing, to say that like how the other like, thing that the that, article that's, mentions that's insulting
1: the other thing the article from Hollywood Reporter mentions the the headline for the article is that other companies are looking at James Gunn
0: right now Oh hell of course they are look what he did for them and yeah. he showed not just from a director's standpoint but from the writer he along with others and source material he brought from concept to screen a nearly I mean throw in let's throw in merchandise let's throw in DVD sales he gave them easy two billion dollars of revenue with those two movies yeah and yeah you think he's not been he's probably been in demand since three weeks after the first guardians movie opened let's let's not forget he
2: did this with relatively unknown characters to your general movie going right. audience yeah people that read right. comic books knew about the guardians not a lot of people read those I books but, right. but what, not a lot of people read the books and he turned that first movie off of no prior knowledge the, for the general the most audience. Obscure, yeah, the to most get them in the thing sea. they
0: nearly could have gone for at that point.
2: Right, and he puts together this amazing trailer for that movie that mm-hmm. gets people out to it, and it. He produces an amazing movie that first time. The guardians are not and... anything of what they are without him. Period. And
0: studio studios could also see what he could do for actors who no offense to him he may have had you know may have found other big stepping stones he is given the trajectory that did happen in my opinion he is why chris pratt who is who he is in hollywood right now
2: absolutely chris pratt was so, great on parks and rec and he was good in other things but he was not
0: complete no. uh, Zoe Saldana was doing fine yeah, she was, on her own. Yeah, Dave Bautista has undoubtedly have, have reaped a huge, huge, huge bump out of this. A lot of those actors have. But at the time, guess what? They That was probably, from a casting standpoint, that was probably one of the cheapest movies they made for your main stars.
2: I mean, Zoe Saldana, Bradley Cooper, and Vin Diesel didn't come cheap.
0: But compared to Robert Downey Jr. and Jeff Bridges? Well, yeah, but Well but that's, that's, I mean well, if he, you're gonna say Robert
2: Downey, Downey Jr. and Jeff Bridges, that was at the time of Iron Man One, and Robert Downey Jr. was not commanding what he does now at Iron Man One.
0: But he still had a good hefty payday. The point being he has shown a studio that he can take root talent and potentially turn it into something else bigger. For not as much of an upfront investment commitment. He can find people with a resume and make them something bigger for them. Oh, absolutely. And, I, I, Brian, I didn't know the part uh, that you said. that I didn't even think about it. That if, if, yeah, if he signed an initial contract for a trilogy, but they want to... F- let him go for actions that took place before that contract was in existence, depending on the wording. Like, of of course, if he, right, like, like Mike said earlier, if he had done something since 2012 or 2013, whenever they, you know, they probably could have let
1: him go. No questions asked. Exactly. Nobody would criticize them for it.
0: Right. And I guarantee that that language is in every one of their contracts. Actor, Director, producer, cinematographer, down to the you know, down to the caterer, that language Must is in this contract. Must uphold the values of Disney. <laughs> it, it, some, right, exactly. If there's anything that happens in the public sphere that defames character, whatever it is, that's in there. Granted, but if he says like this is going to be my directing fee for these projects. Whoa. And they're letting him go. They yes, they may still be on the hook because they're they're affecting they're effectively saying we are opting not to activate your contract, but we are still obligated under the terms.
1: Well, there's some fine print, I think, in there that the Hollywood reporter talks about is that technically the project was never greenlit. It was did not get a specific release date. Sure but they Marvel might... has release His... dates planned, but they never okay. said Guardians is happening on this date. Sure. So, technically, the movie has not moved forward. uh, So, had the movie
0: been in production, that would have been a bigger payday for him. Bigger, probably, yes. But maybe there was language in it that, you know, like like actors do sometimes. They say, well, I'll make a five-picture deal with Studio X. Sometimes, if the studio doesn't, I'm using the wrong word, but activate that five-picture, they only make three movies. They may still be, it's like paying a retainer. You you may still be obligated to pay a minimum amount to that person as agreed upon in the contract for that retainer, for that agreement, with the ability to potentially negotiate up or down, depending on other things. So, yeah, they, someone said, we have a three-picture deal with you to write and direct movies for us. We're not going to have you, and and, and again, they stay, and they probably still have to, whether they use the script or not. I guarantee that the language of his contract and there might have been two separate contracts, one for writing, one for directing. He still completed the work. If you're if you're still, like Kevin Smith in, the, in 1996, 1997, wrote a script. He wrote the script for Superman Lives. The studio Warner Brothers, in that case, never moved forward with it. They well, actually they did, but they canceled it, etc. Kevin Smith still got paid for the labor and the craft of writing that script. Right, I guarantee they are still obliged to pay James Gunn for the script that he wrote and turned in, whether they decide to scrap it or use it
1: right, yeah, it's some complicated legalese that's going on they Hollywood reporter also mentions there's might be a clause in certain actors' contracts called Pay or play that basically means if you're somehow i guess let go or they don't move if you if they sign you for a movie for this pay or play clause. They basically if like Josh is saying, if they sign you for the movie and then somehow the movie doesn't get made, they still pay that person full price for whatever they were contracted to do, regardless of whether or not the movie gets made. They're thinking James Gunn does not have that clause in his contract. So So, he's not gonna get
0: full pay for this. But there might be But maybe some percentage of that. Right. And you know, two two other examples that are coming to mind real quick. Billy D. Williams is the classic example. He signed on to the first Batman movie with the expectation and, and sort of the promise, almost, that he was being cast as Harvey Dent and he would eventually play Two-Face. And when it came time for them to use that character, they didn't want him to do that anymore, but they had to buy out his contract. They still had to pay him what he was owed, even though they were not exercising. Exercising, that's what I'm, the word I'm thinking of. Um, Hugo Weaving might be another good example in the MCU. He is contracted for at least one more if not multiple more appearances as the red skull if they choose never to do that they may still potentially be obligated to pay him a certain amount of money if that language is in there yeah all that considered i i I, when i saw this article today and, and i think i responded to the facebook post with the article i said i i I I think they're going to buckle. I don't think they would go as far as they have this quickly from firing him completely, severing all business ties, to, well, maybe we'll still use his script, and maybe we'll let him play with another toy in the toy box. They would not have gone that distance in less than a month. From a PR well, standpoint, if they're just not planning on eventually buckling all together.
1: Well, that's the thing. I feel like if they are sticking by their guns and want to sever ties and they don't want to have his name associated with this picture at all, you can't use his script. I
0: agree.
1: But and at the same be, time.
0: They wouldn't be saying the things that they have the last day or two if that was right. their true intention is to right. sever all ties. Uh-uh. Well,
1: the other thing, too, is if, if they scrap the script, they have to bring someone in to rewrite, which will take months. And then they have to get everyone's schedules lined backed up to try to shoot a movie somewhere, we'll say it delays maybe a year, six months to a year, from whatever they were planning to do already, and bring another director and try to get them involved. That's a that's a lot of time-consuming stuff, so if they if Disney and Marvel decide that they really want this to come out in a certain time frame window, and now that they have a completed script, they want to use that and just move forward with a different director, that speeds up the process a little bit more, that gets it going, so it helps them maybe in the long run, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to save some face now. If they're going to put, if they know they're going to use James Gunn's script, they're going to have to put his name in the credits. So they might be trying to save face with him and maybe the general public to try to, to ease people into that, that he's still going to be somehow involved in this movie.
2: Yeah. I I honestly, I, I tend to, after hearing everything so far, I tend to agree with Josh. They're going to buckle. Um, because they may... Made... Well, let,
1: let me slow you guys down. Buckle how? Are we talking about using their script, bringing him back on as director? Where, where do you draw the line here? Both. I think both. So he will write and
0: direct Guardians 3. That's your prediction? Mm-hmm. I think out of... And, and especially may, maybe... I hate to say it's like Dave Batista maybe has the least amount to lose from that main... Cast everyone else is a very much established actor and everything else. As vocal as he's been, now I I acknowledge that he is also probably the one that's easiest to recast. If he makes as big enough stink, I mean publicly that Vin they... Diesel
2: or Bradley Cooper uh, well, would I mean, obviously that's, that's...
0: be easier. Right, right, right. I mean that's visual. Um, you could get. I, I'm sure they could find someone believable enough to fill that role with the body size, the oh, mannerisms, sure. etc. or they could also just um, not bring him back and rewrite the end of Infinity War Part Two. <laughs> I I just think that, um, all things considered, as as vehement as he is being, especially as 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 much as we say, like all they did was listen to this, sil- you know, this vocal minority on the internet. I think then that means that other people have to express their counter thoughts. If a vocal minority is saying thing to one side, then a vocal majority has to counter that in order to get them to change their mind. But I think there's enough of that happening already that that's why I think they will eventually change their mind. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think soon. I th- I think within a month, another month, I think you'll know what's going to happen either way.
1: Well, especially if they want to get this movie rolling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: If they, if, The longer they delay, it's costing them more money. So they probably want to get this movie started one way or the other, with or without gun. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure you're going to hear something. I, I'd agree. You're going to hear something in the next month. Whether or not James is still attached to this in some way or not, we'll see. And I think, not that I want to see it, but I am curious what would happen if... Gun is written off from this movie, not directing, they don't use his script and then that paints Batista in a corner and if he actually tries to opt out of his contract and how they would deal with something like that. Honestly, as that that, you... that
2: could be a breaking point for me with them a little bit in this instance cuz if they decided to kill off Drax because of that.
0: Right. I don't think they'd kill him off.
2: They, although, I, I mean I think, at this point he... it's not really hard to do. It, in it's, this it's very not, like... instance. We're, we're in between the, these Infinity War movies.
1: Plus, you gotta think, too, we could if, have Rocket if,
2: Raccoon the movie if they all decided still, to be a problem.
1: If if they move forward with Guardians and, and Batista is does not opt out of his contract but still stars in the movie,
0: wait till they go on that press tour.
1: Well, I'm and that's, really that's curious
0: I, what he says to the press when he is asked, because people that, will ask him. That's why I think what eventually would happen is if they if they don't Use guns script. They don't bring him back to direct, and they don't let Batista out of his contract. Then, yeah, there's going to be sourness all around well, it, and they're not going to want that. They're going to want to mitigate that in advance. So that is when they will let him out of the contract, and they'll recast it. I'll to tell be fair, you.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm just thinking for Avengers Four, he could be in press.
2: Yeah, and I'll give you a, uh,
1: that's a good point too.
2: A little interesting tidbit about Dave Batista is that he is previously known to let his emotions go a little bit when people become, uh, go against what he wishes. Um, Now, this is quite a few years ago. He had been acting for a while, and he comes back into wrestling again for the first time. It was in Pittsburgh uh, for the Royal Rumble. And they have him make this grand return. And I guess the fanhood at the time was generally against him, and they they didn't want him back or anything because of I guess whatever reasons I don't even know, but they didn't want him back. So he got booed heavily throughout the whole thing. He
1: leave it to Pittsburgh. He
2: wins the Royal Rumble, (laughs) and the people can. I think it was just because they wanted somebody else to win. They were really Mm -hmm. hoping that somebody else won and. That person didn't, so he wins. They keep booing him. They, they, there was, you know, people shouting stuff at him, all that. He wound up going out of character on the WWE and flipping off the crowd and telling, starting to like actually mouth at people in the crowd after they went off air.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, like really, like getting mean with people because of their attitude. So he is... There's p- He's a little bit of a hothead, I think.
1: And I think if Disney probably knows that, if it got down to it, I don't think they'd even just let him on the press tour.
2: Yeah, I, I think they're well aware of that I don't think he'd be in any
1: promotional material for that.
2: Because I, I could easily see him just tearing into somebody that asked the question like an asshole. Like, if somebody asked the question, like, the proper way, I think he'd answer it very politely and normally. And if somebody asks, like, how dare you defend James Gunn, I think he would
1: pop his top and get himself fired from Disney, too. Um, I want to just, I guess, sort of my predictions. I would hopefully like to see James Gunn back writing and directing Guardians 3. I think it's more likely they will probably use his script based on a time constraint, and I can see him being replaced as director. If the Hollywood Reporter article is right, and they're still looking to bring him in for another movie, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me why they wouldn't offer him Guardians 3, but whatever. The the other studios they mention in the article, they won't name... Everyone's talking anonym, anonymously, mainly because James Gunn, as we mentioned, is still under contract with Disney, so they can't talk to him while he's still contracted to Disney. Yeah. So once all the legalese takes place, and he's either with or without Disney after all is said and done, We'll see what kind of offers he gets. I would not be surprised if he ends up with a DC movie.
2: Not at all surprised.
1: <laughs> a
2: teen DC movie of some sort that needs some real life brought into it.
1: Um, Just off the cuff, if James Gunn does not come back to direct, any ideas for who Disney or who you'd like to see replace him for Guardians 3?
2: I think I asked you this question before, and I don't know that I got an answer when I asked it on the uh Superfriends page. Does Sean Gunn direct?
0: I don't think he does. Okay. Well I would I don't like... think he does, but I don't think they would do it. I don't think they would close to James. Is this just a who would you like to see question? And I think, yeah, I, I, think I, okay. I don't this. think we can pick who Disney would
1: pick. I think it's too, too right. close to and I don't have that that much of an idea on who who they'd be looking for. I mean I think they'd James Gunn brought a certain style to Guardians, which I think no one wants to mess with that style, so I think you have to find someone similar to James Gunn, especially maybe in musical tastes, because the soundtracks are such a big part of this movie.
2: I think when we talked about it before, I can't remember if it was actually on a show or elsewhere. It was
1: before the last episode okay, we talked about it a little bit.
2: Yeah, I I was going to say... Because you and I had
1: the same thought.
2: Right, which was Edgar Wright. And even and it's
1: highly unlikely he would be in there too. Right,
2: it's highly unlikely that he would be, but if there was somebody that would be with like a choice for replacement, I think he would be the most logical choice. Other, if you discount his past with Disney,
1: yeah, just from a personal standpoint, I would love to see that. I think his sense of humor would fit. I think his musical taste would hit. He proved that with Baby Driver, Shaun of and the Dead. To see, oh yeah, yeah. And even just to see his return to Marvel after being ousted from Ant-Man would be a fun little uh, return to four, maybe for him. But I think because of his working relationship with Marvel with Ant-Man, I don't see him ever going back. Yeah. Even
0: if something was offered to him. I don't either. I, I don't know if... um. <sighs> see, I... Gun sensibilities were much more diverse than people realize uh, I mean he came from the world of Trauma, which is the you know lowest budget but like longest surviving B movie studio like in history Um, to you know writing the Scooby Doo movies to writing the Dawn of the Dead remake to writing and I think directing Slither like a creature horror movie He's gone, like, his his spectrum is really varied, plus it also seems like he's a legit, you know, I think we said this last week about Zachary Levi, like, he's, you know, quote, one of us. Yeah. Like, he's not just a creative person who can bring an idea into a visual product. Like, he's a fan, fo- first and foremost, as well. I, I can't really think off the top of my head easily of some other director or some other, you know, creator that, like, really wowed me in the last couple years that kind of came out of left field. Like, maybe other than Edgar Wright. Um, I've seen a lot of it, articles it just, talking about other Marvel directors that could
1: swing over. Yeah, I've seen that, too, and it just it, just does, it doesn't work for me. A lot of people keep throwing Taika Waititi at this movie. But, uh-uh. and I think we might have talked before, I don't, these Marvel directors all seem like they're part of a family now, like these, these directors get along and they communicate, they work together on all these things. I don't see one of them stepping in to take over James Gunn's movie. I feel like that would be almost like betraying James Gunn if one of those Marvel directors came in. So I don't see any of them doing that. I think they'd have to hire somebody from the outside if they wanted to replace James Gunn.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: I just, off the top of my head, I can't, I, I don't have any good ideas either on who it could be.
0: I, even you know, even the ones mentioning uh, Tyka, it's just I loved what he did with Ragnarok, but I don't, I I don't think he could as seamlessly continue that Guardian story coming off of of James, and and the fact that like James has said, I, I mean, first recognize he's he's gonna be only the second director that they've had do more than one. Chapter of anything, the Russo brothers did, I think, uh, Winter Soldier, Civil War, and both chapters of Infinity War. Yes. So they got they got they got four chapters. Nobody else has done Joss more. Joss had two. Joss mm-hmm. had two, and John Favreau had two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. James is not only going to do three, but he's going to do the same three yeah right and so and even at the end of that like he has said i think after two got released that like you know, look like after version after volume three that would be like the last chapter of this incarnation of how this gr- particular group of guardians fits into this overall fabric right so given that you have to have somebody that can stylistically from an art direction from an actor standpoint, from a writing standpoint, it all has to gel because this is the closing chapter of a trilogy. Yeah. You have to not be able to tell one iota that anything is different. And that's a challenge. That's a big challenge. Yeah, so there's still a lot of questions to be answered. We,
1: We gave our opinions, but we don't have any definitive answers here. This is still ongoing. If we ever get an update definitively of what's going on, who replaces who, or if gun if marvel lets gun stick around and bring him back on board for all this stuff we will try to update whenever we get to that point but like josh said i'd expect to hear something within the next month so we'll see we'll try to keep you updated once we hear more and start seeing all that shit fall through uh so let's try to get a little bit happier maybe <laughs> and uh move to uh josh's segment this is the between two worlds stuff we've done this from time to time now seem like a good time to revisit Plus, I think Josh went through the effort of, of making a theme song for this segment, so any excuse to put some production value into the show is always good to have. So, Josh, I guess at this point I will hand the reins over to you, so whenever you're ready, sir, take it away.
0: That's right, you loved it before, and now it's back. We are about to go on an exploration and an adventure. Well, you know that face, but may have the name. This mystery we will unfold everywhere they have been Oh, they walk between Two worlds The all-new and improved Walking Between Two Worlds. We will pit two Contestants against one another. Who can Know who is the most familiar Faces in Hollywood? As you guys might recognize And remember from previous Episodes This is the Challenge to figure out who has played multiple characters in different comic book property, live action films, and or television shows. Today, we've got Mike Bradley. Another intro? (laughs) You go first again. Not only did I not know I
2: was coming in for a challenge or a competitive game of some kind, now I get a second intro that I don't
0: know is coming when it's coming. (laughs) having a rough night, guys. Second second bite at the apple. I threw you a Bone there. And his opponent, Brian Labick. Hi. Alright, you thought you sounded <laughs> too, gentlemen. Let's get down to it. Okay, so let's review. There's been some minor changes since the last time that we visited. Oh, I'm excited. A couple a couple things uh, to be aware, gentlemen. Uh the uh the net, if you will, has expanded. At the moment, we are not only looking at mainstream Marvel or DC uh, movies as we would think about them, you know, i.e., Batman, Iron Man, Avengers, Superman, etc. But especially on the DC side, we are expanding to anything that has been a, a proper DC title adapted into a live action product. That could be a feature film, that could be a television show. At the moment, we're not worrying about, you know, imprints or things published under the name of, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if it is an official DC title, which might not necessarily, you know, be part of, of your, your typical, like I said, Batman, Superman world, that could come into play. Also, we will be seeing if not only if you can describe actors their characters, the movies they appear in, but we're also going to try to give uh, the listeners a little bit of an education as we go as to just how convoluted especially the Marvel film rights have become over the years by seeing how well you know which studios have made different movies. I think some of them are going to surprise you. <laughs> huh. I don't you mean... like being a host. I'm just going to put that out there. I, am I am really the like, part. I need a leisure suit <laughs> and one of those, like, foot and a half, pencil thin, uh, microphone, Bob Barker microphone. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So okay, let's 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 start off with, uh, say, a, a, a softball. If I were to tell you, wait, do I have a
2: buzzer? Is there like something? <laughs> do I have to wave my hand well, so or what, what, just shout what, it what out? We're,
0: what, what we're going to do in this first round is is there, there every every incarnation uh one person will be you know given the opportunity to offer an answer and the other person always has an opportunity to steal so it's family feud so to yes to some degree so we don't (laughs) have a we don't have a buzzer or any 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 way to like go in first but but one side will start and then it goes to the next fair okay so what we're gonna do is in this first round and actually Pause there on the time code. i got to grab a piece of paper I forgot to get. Because <laughs> I, need, I need to keep score. Way oh, go, we, have, we have a
2: score. Oh, baby. I am prepared to bend over right now. This is going to be fun. I am not prepared for this in any way.
1: <laughs> I didn't know he was turning into a game. I know we were going to sort of try to guess stuff, but... Yeah, I figured all, we
2: always do the guessing with this, but... I in a lot like, of pressure, like studios and stuff. I'm like, I'm nervous now. It's like, ah, oh, fuck
0: me. All right, gentlemen. In the first round, it's pretty simple. I will give you an actor or an actress's name. One of you will give me the uh, first property they have appeared in. The other will try to provide its counterpoint. Now. As an example, uh, if if the person has appeared in multiple movies as the same character in the same world, you don't need to give me all of them, just one of them. As an example, we've already talked in past episodes about my man, Dave Dismulchin. <laughs> Dave has appeared as the character Kurt in Marvel Studios Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So you wouldn't need to give me both. You can just say he's appeared in, you know, the Ant-Man movies. Something to that effect. That'll that that that'll be fine. Because it all okay. is in the same universe. Yep. The other person would say, Ah, but I can tell you that Dave DeSmolchen also played Joker's thug in The Dark Knight. Which is a DC title. Technically, yes, that's made by Warner Brothers as a studio. But we're just going to say it's mainly Marvel vs. DC here. All right. So in the first round, we're just gonna go back and forth, starting starting with an actor or actress's name. And then this first one I'm gonna give you, I think, is a little bit of a softball, but uh, let's let's see if you come up with it. All right, Peter Dinklage.
2: Brian, you're first. Oh, okay. I was wondering who was first, so I just answered. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we have to think of what, characters that they've played, or just name the movie they've been in? If you can, okay, so here's here's the deal. So if you, it, correct answers in this round can get up to three points. If you can give me both the movie title and the actor and the character name, you get all three. Okay. Okay? Well, you already gave me
1: the actor, so do I get a point
0: for that? No, no, I mean did I say actor, I'm sorry, you gotta give me the character name and, and the title.
1: Okay. So he is uh,
0: so Peter Dinklage has appeared in what, playing what?
1: So Dinklage was I'm gonna say I know now that I'm thinking of one answer, I know the other one's probably more obvious, but Bolivar Trask in Days of Future Past.
0: An X-Men property, yes. Now, for the for point number three, since we got there already, so you get one point four the character name, one point for the movie title. So you got two yeah. so far. Point number three. Not confusing it any further than it needs to be at this point. <laughs> Who was the studio that made that movie? Fox. Yes. So Brian got all three. Alright, so... Mike. Gauntlet has been thrown, Mike. Boom. So,
2: so, so So I need what? The, the, the character name, the movie, and the studio.
0: Of another project he's okay. been a part of, yes.
2: e the Dwarf. Avengers Infinity War and Marvel Studios.
0: That is correct! I
1: realized after I got to Days of Future Past that I was like, wait, he was in something more recently. Ah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's
2: because he, <laughs> he was big in that so one. He was big in that one. So it threw off.
0: <laughs> See, and now, folks, we are already encountering the first point of strategery in this game. Go for the easy one. Alright, so that is how the game will be played. Okay. Um, next, let's go with Lawrence Fishburn. Mike, you were up first this round.
2: Lawrence Fishburn, huh?
0: Well, what the? One, two, three, four. I'll pass. Five. Oh, a hard pass from Mike in round two. Brian, what do you have?
1: Um, I can't think of his character's name, like the actual person that's I know what I was, he played.
2: That's he what was following I was falling out on. I know he,
1: <laughs> I know he went with Goliath in the Ant Man movies, but I can't think of the actual scientist's name.
2: Can I
0: steal? <laughs> well, let's see. So, so, so Brian, you right now you can in in this steal you can get. Possibly three points, but when, okay, so I also should say, if it comes to somebody who has dual identities, such as I am, I'm, I'm Steve Rogers, but I'm also Captain America. Right. right. You gotta, you gotta get both of those. Fuck. So, so in this case, you, if you, you could get up to three points. If you give me the, the movie title or titles, the universe, the studio and the character name, can you give me any of those?
1: Yeah, I got Goliath, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Disney slash Marvel.
0: Okay, you get two for that? Because you got Goliath and not the other half? Mike, you that's can re, you can redeem one point by finishing the character name. Can you do that?
2: Well, can, can I also redeem points for his other role?
0: No, because you, you didn't give an answer on either of them the first time and you passed completely.
2: Oh, well, I didn't know. I was trying to... Okay, <laughs> that's fine. It's Bill Foster.
0: Yes. That's it.
2: He was also the editor of the Daily Planet,
0: <laughs>
2: whose name I don't know.
0: You're <laughs> you're 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 interrupting the quizmaster.
2: I I was just <laughs> because, I was stating the knowledge I had. Really. I just since don't know Brian, the character's name.
0: Since Brian was able to steal the first answer, he then gets to still offer what would have been his counter.
2: Oh, okay. So I just gave and, him his counter.
0: Oh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so Brian, you can have up to another three by giving us the details on where he appeared elsewhere. Perry White, Man of Steel, uh, Warner Brothers DC. Yes. And I should also point out that obviously I expect you guys not to be looking this stuff up as we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm staying away from my keyboard because this is this is definitely honor system.
1: I doing
2: honestly, it I, I passed there. because no I uh, didn't know Perry White. I I didn't know the name of the editor.
1: Get it, it's funny, because he's
0: Perry White, but he's (laughs) black. Uh (laughs) (laughs) All right, this one is going to be, I think, a little harder, perhaps. This one was... I'm only throwing this one back in, because we did mention this before. But I think it's been... I looked back, I think it's been since, like, December, since we did this segment. I think it was after (laughs) Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Uh, Sounds right. That yeah. that we did this. So this one's hard, but uh, I'm going to throw it back in because I think it's fun. See,
1: the character names is what fucks me. I don't know character names as well as I think I do.
0: Uh, S- Syrian Hines. He's a British actor. I know you will. You absolutely know who he is, even if the name doesn't sound familiar. He played, uh. Aberforth Dumbledore in the last Harry Potter movie.
1: Alright, let me ask a question. Are we able to Google the actor just to get a picture of him?
0: In this case, yes. Headshots only. Google searches. Nothing on IMDb. Fair. Okay, that's fair. Can you spell Syrian? C-I-A-R-A-N. Okay.
1: That was wait. Was that the first name or the last name?
0: That's the first name. Last name is Hines. H-I-N-D-S. All right. Google image. And in this case, Brian, Uh you you would be up first. You have five seconds.
1: Oh shit. His face is familiar and I'm I'm blanking completely. Yep, yep, yep,
0: yep. Uh, Andy, this is your note that we need some kind of of (laughs) buzzer-you're-out-of-time sound effect. You say that as if he's going to listen to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And the steal goes over to Mike Bradley. Mike, what do you have for us? Same kind of thing. I recognize the face. I have no idea what the character's name was. We can go with Studio or movie title also
2: uh Rider: spirit of vengeance
0: yes oh
1: that doesn't help me <laughs> and <laughs>
2: studio i'm not sure of that um <clears throat> yeah i don't know the studio um, Good
0: attempt, Mike. Time is up on that round. Oh, that was difficulty. That is the level of caliber questions you'll get on Walking Between Two Worlds here on Brian and Super Friends. Can I chime in,
1: Friends. chime in for a studio? Go for it. Fox? Nah. I
0: Damn was it. thinking Universal, but I wasn't...
1: Eh.
2: No? Marvel? <laughs> eh.
1: Sony? Still
0: Columbia. Right. Yes. Columbia's under Sony, isn't it? Columbia, Columbia... It is now, but I don't know if it was then. It was not at the time. Ugh. At the time they released the Ghost Rider movies, the first, just the only two they made, Columbia was its own, its own distributor, its own production company. Still, god damn it! And uh, but you were right. The movie is Ghost Rider Two: Spirit of Vengeance. The what was the character is Rourke. Rourke, R O A, R O A R K E. That's and not, the I watched that movie you guys, like
1: twice. Unfortunately, I, you've already I, I've seen it more than me. I was unfortunately, it two more
0: times than most people did. Uh, and the companion. This is I'm surprised you guys didn't get this. He played Steppenwolf in Justice League. How would I get really? <laughs> yes, he did. Wow, he was the motion capture and the voice. Awesome. I had and that no of clue. Is under Warner Brothers. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked that together. Nope. All right, so that is round one. Round one coming to a close. Moving on to round number two, folks. Okay. In this round, I will give you... We're going to reverse it up a little bit. I will give you a movie title. You must try to think of who was in that that might have also been another property. So we you can give me either the actor associated with it or the character, or even jump to something else that same person would have been in if you can't think of their name, but like, oh, I know their face. They were in that too.
1: Okay, all right and so one, then me...
2: so then it throws to the other person. so like we I, I would name one and then Brian would have to name the other one. Yes. Okay.
0: Now, in some cases, this is fun because I have not yet selected anything in which the person appeared in more than two properties. I have a few on the list, only a handful, maybe two or three that are actually in three different, under three different headings. And I have one person who is in four. Motherfucker. We might not get to that one today. We might save that one. (laughs) That's a little teaser for the listeners. You're going to have to keep tuning in. (laughs) When we do this again in six months. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. So, if I were to tell you that someone on this list was in Spider-Man Homecoming and Mike, you would be up first first. in this round.
2: Um, I would say Marissa Tomei. I that is incorrect. Know, I know it's incorrect, but... <laughs> I was hoping there was more than one in the movie that would
0: work, because the other one's too damn easy. <laughs> there actually is. There's actually three. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Brian, do you have anything? I'm gonna go for the easy one. Michael Keaton. I would have to... Spe- I'm, I'm gonna have to give it to you, because I didn't specify more further because we had talked about michael keaton on the segment before and i was kind of disqualifying people Uh, but but that was my fault that was the host's fault see this is a work in progress this is how (laughs) this is how art works this is how it happens you workshop these things
1: live and in stereo
0: so yes okay so we have one connection so one point for michael keaton brian who did michael keaton play in spider-man homecoming
1: uh tombs the vulture Why can't I think of his first name? Adrian Toomes.
0: Yes, I would have given you the last name because that's pretty damn impressive anyway, I think. So that is good. Can you give me the studio? That was a Marvel Marvel Sony property. Exactly what I was looking for. (laughs) Yes. All right, now you get one more jump. So from Michael Keaton, can you give me a commonality of Michael Keaton? Where else was he? Are you still asking me or is this to Mike? This is to you because Mike had the original question. Uh, Batman for DC. That is correct. Also starred in Batman Returns.
1: See, now I can't remember which... Like, if you're eliminating people we'd done before,
0: now I'm really yeah. trying to
1: rack my brain who we talked about before.
0: Well, on this week, we're not going to worry about that. Okay. And everything is up for game.
1: Okay. Fair.
0: Okay, let's jump around a little bit. This one I thought was fun because I don't think a lot of people remember this one. Iron Man 2. At least the one I have in mind. If you if you come up with anybody else, I actually have two on this that would work. I'll give you a hint. They are both quite minor roles. <laughs> Very well known actors, actresses, but just minor roles. I'm also surprised no one has tried to play the Stan Lee card yet. (laughs) (laughs) And no, he's not on this list. (laughs) Well, he's all Marvel, right? Does it still
1: count if they're Marvel to Marvel?
0: If they were in, quote, separated Marvel universes, yes. Like X Men and, you know.
1: Oh, that's fair. Okay. Yes, yes. got anything Brian all I can think of is like the main cast and none of them are ringing with me
0: okay we're gonna shoot over to Mike Mike Bradley give us an answer Mike I don't know
2: her name <laughs> I know the actress I can see your face I know the like I don't know the role the name of the role she plays
0: can you tell me what else she was in that would be the corresponding project that would be on this list.
2: want to say it's batman versus superman but uh, yeah I, i think it's batman versus superman if i'm recalling correctly but i don't think i am
0: uh judge's clarification can you give me any more detail about the role you think she had in batman versus superman a character name uh anything all right, no, I'm gonna have to strike really.
2: that one. Um, but I can tell you the role she was in Iron Man. The, why didn't you give me that role in Iron Man? <laughs> because I don't know the character's
0: name. Okay,
2: I she she was the reporter he sleeps with in the first one that shows up again in the second one. Ah, I don't know her um, name, Miss Berkeley, but that's not her Chris, actual name,
0: Christy. Christine Everhart. You're 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 thinking of um uh sam rockwell's girlfriend yeah um yeah no no not her oh okay then i would good <laughs> enough all right well since either of you got that mike it goes to you i will give you one of them olivia munn plays a character named chess roberts in iron man 2
2: yes she does holy shit
0: that was going to be
1: my guess after if it would have came back to me. Uh, I don't know what well, she played somewhere else. She was Psylocke in X Men Apocalypse.
0: Oh, God damn it, Yeah. Yes, she was. And Mike gets all three on that.
1: All right. I keep, I keep looking, like, strictly from Marvel to DC. Yeah, it's I fucking with about my the head. other Marvel offshoot.
2: <laughs> it's fucking with my head. Because honestly, Peter Dinklage, when it first came up, and you said Bolivar Trask, I was fucking embarrassed with myself, not know like not thinking of it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how'd I forget that? But then I'm thinking, yeah, like, because yeah, I'm thinking DC. The easy Answer
0: first, and left you with Trask. <laughs> All right, now this one, uh, I'll give you the heads up. So this is one where the actor or actress. i just, in this case, so we could get a better understanding of the idea. The actor or actress did appear in a DC live-action property outside of that typical superhero world that you typically think of. But, I guarantee that you know it, and that you know it very well. Okay. this person, this person also appeared in Thor. And... Who went for the first time? Brian. Yes, Mike, it is your Yeah, I stole the
2: last round. So So it 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 appeared in Thor, as in the first Thor.
0: The first Thor.
2: Okay. I'm just making sure we're clear. It is Thor 1.
0: Thor 1. Okay. So you can give me the actor or actress's name. You can give me their character name in that movie. Or you can jump to the other project that you think they were in to give me de- details about that. I can do it. any of that stuff. Do, it's your pick. Okay. That's the magic of the game, Mike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Five. um, four,
0: Three.
2: Two. Anthony Hopkins. One.
0: I have him not on my list.
2: Yeah, I didn't think so. It was just a panic at the end.
0: <laughs>
2: clock was running down i just threw a name out
0: <laughs> brian over to you anything for thor
1: yeah it's too much pressure i sat there and thought and i still have nothing um because the thing that's throwing me off is like dc property that's not a traditional like comic book property but one that i should know yes that that's thrown me for a loop. Is it? Is that the head smack that you got it, Mike? Is it? <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm, I... So I, th- I think we're we're ending up where we did the last round as well. So I will go. Actually, so it'll go to hmm. Brian first, since Mike got the original question. <laughs> so and stupid. Brian, I'll give you one. I'll give you one piece. The character in Thor is Jane Foster. All right. So I know it's Natalie Portman then. Correct. What did she... What else did Natalie Portman do? Oh, is it uh, V for Vendetta? It is V for Vendetta. And what? since in this case, you knew it was DC, what's her character in V for Vendetta?
1: Yeah, I can't think of the character name. That's all, Mike.
0: (laughs) Michael, what is Natalie Portman's character name? Evie Hammond. It is Evie Hammond! I'm staring at a fucking picture of her in
2: V on the back <laughs> wall of my basement and <sighs> that just i have the poster staring at me and they just
1: mm.
2: I'm mad at myself for that
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is the last one in this round this one could go a couple different ways but I'm gonna start with the Watchman. And uh, Bra or Mike, it goes it goes to you. So somebody in the Watchmen.
2: Am I allowed to give all of it?
0: Yeah. If if you give me the if you give me uh, an actor, a character name,
2: and the other, or do I have to leave that for Brian?
0: If you can leap to the other in this round, you can do that.
2: Okay. So you have um, the character name is Henry Allen in Justice League. Uh, that okay. he's also in. In uh, Watchmen, of course, he's Doctor Manhattan. Um,
0: and the actor Billy Credup. Um, the- can you give can you give me Doctor Manhattan's regular name? No. Okay, so we got a lot. John. There. I will take it. Wow. So big surge there. So Mike got. And a yeah. a character name John John Osterman Osterman. Osterman, Osterman he got an actor name Billy Crudup and he got another act another character name Henry Allen and the other title Justice League and those were all under what studio? Uh. Or name the studio for each, I should say.
2: Oh, okay. I was going to say, because one's under, like, the DCW, Warner Brothers DC, the Justice League. Correct. And the other would be under, like, Warner Brothers Vertigo.
0: Okay, well, yes, in that case, it's all under the same... Well, they're both made by DC Warner Brothers.
2: Yeah, yeah. One's just got the sub-Vertigo on it, that's all.
0: That is correct. But, with that round... Mike has pulled within one point of Brian as we Whoa. head into the final round.
2: Do we have, like, a final round sound effect of some kind we can put in
1: there? Oh, we're going to work on that shit. Oh, yeah. Make <laughs> it make it yourself. We, we got this. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, I was, That's I,
2: what
0: I meant, Mike. Just make some noise. I, I was we'll...
2: thinking of, like, a lightning crack for, like, a lightning round or something, but I don't even know if it's a lightning round, so it doesn't...
0: I'm not going to lie, I did think of lightning round, but I can't think of like what a lightning round would look like, so I I really wanted Speed there to round. be one. Yeah, I I, just, I I couldn't think of, like, okay, so what am I going to do in that round? I couldn't come up with <laughs> anything that would work. Alright. Uh, let's see, let's see. Okay, in this round, I will pick... One person who is on the list more than two times. They have three existing distinct presents in properties. And we're going to see who can accumulate the most points by carving, carving it out.
2: How are we starting? The way that we did in the first round or the way we did in the second round?
0: Uh um, like the... well, I think since, so what we'll do is we'll go, we'll go one for one. So Brian is ahead. So he earns the right to go first. So he gives me one detail. I'm going to, I'm going to give you an actor or actress's name.
2: Okay. That's what I wanted to know. You're giving the actor or actress's
0: name yes. first. Okay. So Brian, you're going to give me a title or a character or a studio. If you can do that, you're done. You get a point, you're done, it goes to Mike. He gets three seconds. If he can't come up with anything else, it goes back to you. If you can give me another one, you get another point. Uh-huh. Goes back. goes back to him. If he can't come up with anything, it goes back to you. So it's just back and forth. Whoever can get the most out of it That's a bit of a, the the most points. a little bit of a lightning play tennis, Mike. Yeah, Alright, yes. let's do it. Okay. Patrick Wilson. Brian, you are up. You have five seconds. Aquaman. Yes.
2: Mike. Uh, DC Warner Brothers.
0: Yes. Brian. Watchman. Yes. Mike. Uh, the Night Owl. Correct. Brian. D-
1: can I say DC Warner Brothers again? Because... <laughs> yes you can yes you can Uh,
2: black manta incorrect okay
0: brian
1: it's king something but i don't know what the fuck his name is i gotta watch the trailer again
0: yeah (laughs) that is potentially incorrect as well mike
2: henry something
0: Incorrect. Brian, to you for the last chance. One. Two. Three. Yeah, I got nothing. Time up. Oh! You guys did pretty well with that. I was actually surprised. What was the Night Um, Owl's real name? Dan Drillberg. Dan. Okay. So, Patrick Wilson started in 2009 by playing Dan Drillberg, or the Night Owl, in DC's, uh, DC Warner Brothers' production of The Watchmen. Uh then this I would I would have been shocked if anyone knew this because I actually didn't till today. His next credit, he has a credit in between Watchmen and Aquaman. He is credited as the voice of the president in Batman Superman Dawn of Justice. <laughs> yeah, I would have. To.
1: <laughs> That's
0: hilarious.
1: That's a reach.
0: Yeah. It's a ri- it's a reach, but it it was a voice role. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I felt to count it. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And then, yes, his last would be the upcoming December release this year will be Aquaman playing Orm. Orm. Also known as the Ocean Master. Ocean Master.
2: Black Manta. Not, not Black Manta. Yeah, no, I, I don't know anything about Aquaman. So I knew Black Manta was supposed to be in the movie, but I didn't know whether or not it was him or not.
0: So and, and he is one of the few, especially on the DC side, who have all of his multiple credits under the DC banner. Mm. Most people have gone back from DC to some chapter of Marvel, regardless of what studio it was with. That's where most people lie. But he's one of the very few that all of his double work has, has been under the DC banner. Yeah. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So on this week's episode of walking between two worlds with a final <laughs> score of 22 points is mike bradley thank you mike
2: second Good place job, Woo! michael Woo!
0: however this week's victor, squeaking out into the final round with 24 points brian labek
1: bow before me <laughs> you're not worthy you're not worthy
0: Brian, you will be invited back to uh, defend your title at a future date, if you so wish. Fantastic.
1: I'll probably lose it then. right away. <laughs> I'll play
2: in the loser's bracket. Who wants some?
0: <laughs> so I can say, I, I overall, I have 63 names on this list. Jesus Christ.
1: Those are, are those counting the ones we did before, or did not do the before? Did before. Okay.
0: So since everybody forgot... Everything that we did before, I'll just say like it'll probably just be easiest to make those fair game going forward.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid every time we do this, we're gonna fit, we're gonna forget which ones we mentioned before. Yeah, you,
2: you would end up having to review all that have been covered previously.
0: Uh, sometimes, but I mean, I'm I'm marking what we've talked about. Well, yeah, so if you, if you make sure not to cross over. Yeah, something again.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll just say
0: I'm sorry. That was you know that was on a previous show, but there is another connection you can make. You know, find it. Okay. So, and there's some, there's some on here that are actually really fun. I think stuff of like notable names that had these little roles in some other properties. And then when you realize it was them, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this, this can go for quite a bit.
1: And you keep adding to it too. I think every time we talk, it's like, oh, I put this person on my list or I added another name to my list.
0: Yeah, definitely. So it's it's the, it's the game that keeps on giving. It's a lot of fun. I hope we all learned something today and uh <laughs> thank you again i can't wait to look forward to next time on walking between two worlds i like how you put on your like host voice like it's it's different <laughs> than
1: the way you normally talk there's host Josh i don't and there's know what Josh. you're talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like those news reporters that always have to enunciate weird words <laughs> like put emphasis <laughs> on Unique the wrong syllable or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the human court was denied a bank Yeah, that's the one I always say, too. I don't know why. The Human Torch one always sticks with me. Uh, All right, so hopefully you have enjoyed that. We will definitely uh, find some time to do that again, too. Josh can compile his list, keep it together, fine-tune the game. We'll get some more guests on here so we have some more participants. It'll be a good time. Uh, If you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes. You can leave us a five-star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite the show. You can now find us on Google Play. So check us out there for all you Android users. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Search Bryguy Superfriends, Super Friends. Go to Facebook.com slash Superfriends, Like us, follow us. Uh, most of the updates are posted there. You can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that stuff on the Facebook page. You can try to email us, superfriends at gmail.com or tweet us at BGSuperFriends on Twitter. I continually say I don't usually check those, but you can reach out, and I will get back to you. Probably, uh, I want to say in the near future, but that's a lie. So, at some point in the future, <laughs> I will get to them on behalf of Josh, Mike, and myself. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.